Happy to have the head coach of the Bates women's basketball team, Allison Montgomery, with us in studio for this next segment. And Allison, obviously, the talk right now is Patriots. You're a Patriots fan, yeah, so from a fan's perspective, what were your thoughts on yesterday's game? So exciting. Never a doubt. Never a doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, just awesome to see them execute um, like they do so often. Um, maybe not as much this season, but in general, um, just kind of executing down the stretch. And I was just saying it was so fun to see um, Tom Brady giddy in his celebration because you don't see him um, like that very often because he's so focused, um, much like his leader. So <laughs> it was fun to see him just really enjoy that moment. Yeah, even Belichick cracked a smile. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. see that yeah. much. We've got a video on that, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Hold on to that. <laughs> Belichick actually, you know, he's a product of the NESCAC, right? Yeah, you know, Wesleyan. Wesleyan. <laughs> yep. yep, yep, for sure. What, I think he played lacrosse there or something? He did, yes. yes. Yeah. He was a center in football. I don't think he was all that good. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Coach, obviously, you know, you, you have a game tonight. Yeah. And we're to, playing it, right, tonight yes. against uh, Colby Sawyer. Yeah. It's a tip-off uh, for, what, 7? Yeah, 7 tonight, yep. Yep, 7 o'clock tonight. And so it's a non-conference game, and we had a really fun non-conference game last week and and I was talking about a little bit about this on the show a few days ago but it was a 52 point win over Maine Farmington which isn't the headline here because the headline is you had a a walk on a sophomore come in who had three career points total uh entering that game Meredith Melindy scored 18 points in the fourth quarter uh, 17 in the fourth quarter 18 overall hit like five threes um what was your reaction watching that whole thing unfold so excited for her and our team i mean it, it i know it sounds like you know yeah she she doesn't um get in the game a whole lot she you know like you said three career points up to that point but also i wasn't it didn't really surprise me i mean the kid is a shooter yeah um she can catch and shoot and she just she had those opportunities and um you know was was um able to sort of you know play a bunch of minutes so um, you know, not at all surprised to see her have that success, um, but just so, so, so excited for her to have that opportunity to, to kind of show what she can do. And it's one of those situations where when she went in, did you just tell her, like, if you're open, go for it? Nah, she, and she's <laughs> she a knows shooter. That. She knows she she's knows. going to let it fly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I think, you know, in a situation like that, even when your team is, um, you know, has a nice lead, I, you know, besides times when, you know, you don't take the last shot in the game, I'm never going to tell them to not go 100% and to not, you know, maximize their time in the game. Right. Where's yeah. she from? She's from New Hampshire, Lebanon, New Hampshire. So school starts and she just comes in or did you meet her before that? Oh, yeah, no, no. We met her before. Like, we knew her in the recruiting process uh-huh. um, for sure. Um, she came to visit and she actually tore her ACL her senior year in high school. Ooh. So we didn't have a chance to, yeah, see her. Um, and then she ended up um, – getting in um around regular decision time so but she has i mean she is um a great teammate and she contributes so much to our team on and off the court and is is a great just kind of selfless teammate so um she brings a lot to our program one thing i noticed is how much her teammates were enjoying that i mean what does she do that makes her such a great teammate i guess she shows up every day and is really focused and makes us better every day right and that's i mean that's what you're striving for um i think in any context on any team is like top to bottom a kid who starts every game to a kid who gets limited minutes like when you can have a dynamic when everyone is showing up with equal focus and just commitment and enthusiasm to be there I mean that's really hard to do it's really it's much harder to show up with that kind of enthusiasm every day when you don't get game minutes um so the fact that she brings that is is so valuable to our team it's as valuable 
as, you know, our starters showing up and producing. So, um, you know, that just, because she is that kind of kid for us, um, you could just see how, how enthusiastic our team, our, her teammates were for her because she is so appreciated for what she brings. Absolutely. So yeah, it's really cool that that, that was on Thursday at, yeah. at Alumni Gym there. You played uh, number six nationally ranked Tufts on the road this weekend. Yeah. And if you look at three of the four quarters, right, yeah. it was literally even yeah. out of three of the four quarters. And and then the second quarter was the difference. And that happened with Williams in a different quarter. It's yeah. just like one quarter. Right. I don't know how that goes and what you've been noticing with that. Right. Yeah, we've obviously talked a lot about that. And it wasn't even, I mean, it wasn't even a quarter. It was a six-minute stretch. In that quarter, um, right. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean... Um, yeah, we, we sort of hung on. I mean, the best way I can describe it and what we've talked about um, as a group is that we feel strongly that we are talented enough. We have enough good players um, to compete with anybody. And it's not necessarily that Tufts is, you know, so much better than us player for player. It's that those elite programs know how to be relentlessly focused for 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. And so and that takes a ton of mental and physical strength to do that for 40 minutes and to not fatigue yeah and you could so see it in the game on saturday um we played an outstanding first quarter we were so in it so focused um and then you could see a couple minutes into that second quarter i could see the fatigue um on on my team and you know some of that i think is you know still relying on you know we are relying on some young kids who are still adjusting to that next level not only the next level but some really elite teams so I think, you know, as we can continue to grow through that and just understand how you stay mentally, mostly mentally focused for 40 minutes, um, because you have the margin of error is really is really small right. against teams of that caliber. So if you sort of slip um, for a couple minutes, like the game is lost. Um, so that's yeah, I think we've learned some really important lessons um, in a couple games we've played and, and hopefully something that we can we can grow from rel- relatively quickly within the season. From a coaching perspective, I know different coaches have different philosophies on how to utilize timeouts, right? Yeah. When you start to see something, oh, this might be getting a little out of control, how yeah. do you balance letting them play through it? Like, right. you know, Phil Jackson would famously never call timeouts. He would right. let the Lakers you right. know, or Bulls play through it. Right. What, right. what are your right. thoughts on it, though? Um, I mean, I called three timeouts oh, yeah. in the first half. <laughs> 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 um, the game started and, you know, my feeling is that's more my philosophy is that games are, I mean, certainly, especially, um, and you know, basketball, definitely football, like the coach, the, the, the coaching moves you can make are really important, but I really believe like the games are the time for the kids. Like practice is when I want to have control over a lot more and, and the games I want them to be able to execute. Um, however, I think particularly with this team, you know, being younger, a lot of times my timeouts are more for sort of like get some water, take a breath, let's look each other in the eye, let's refocus. Um, and just to give them, like, as I just talked about, trying to find the ability to focus and stay mentally focused for 40 minutes, like those breaks for me are more like, okay, get a breather. Um, so, you know, I did I did use three early because particularly like the first couple, we had a great first quarter, but the first couple of possessions, like we were tentative, we had a shot clock violation. Mm. Um, that, you know, something that we really don't, doesn't happen to us often this year. Um, we turned it over. So I called one like a minute into the game and it was just like, you know, if you have to change your presence right now or else we don't have a shot at this. So, and they responded. Um, so yeah, I did, I did use them. I did use three in the first half to try to keep us on track there. Um, so I do interject. Yeah. A little more than I would kind of normally want to, but with this team, I think it's important. 
I was going to say, when I was a player, um, different sports, um, old-style coaching was if you wanted to build that mental toughness, mm-hmm. the philosophy was I will beat them to death. I will run them and yeah. run them and run them and men- make them mentally tough. And I kept thinking, mentally tough? Yeah, Cause all that I'm sounds doing, like a physical challenge. I'm just trying to get through <laughs> this. I'm not sure about mentally tough. Yeah. What, so what's a... What do you do? What kind of things can you do other than those kind of things? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do. I I hear what you say about the physical challenge, but it is sort of like mental toughness to me is like, where do you find your energy when there's just no gas left in the tank? Like it's empty. And so um, to me, that's kind of mental toughness. But I do think there is some truth to that. I think, um, and I say this to them directly, but I think on some level, your philosophy has to be that what I demand of them in practice, it, it has to be harder than what's going to happen in a game as much right. as you can possibly simulate that so that it's not a shock to their mental capacity um, when they're in a game. So I think that's important in terms of setting them up for success. You know, but I also think there's a really delicate balance between pushing them to those limits, but also um, giving them positive reinforcement, maintaining great morale. Um, you know, so I think there's a line there to pushing them to that brink, but also I think as a leader and as a facilitator of their team dynamic, I also have to take really good care of their morale and make sure that's in a good place. So I think it's a constant balancing act um, and you kind of just have to move with it um, depending on where you're at in your season and what your team needs, I think, at a given time. Um, And I think throughout the start of this season, I really did take the approach of like trying to challenge them to their max in practice, just knowing, um, you know, the challenges that we're going to face, face in game. So, um, yeah, I think, I just think it's a a delicate balancing act really. I, I, I spent an awful lot of time trying to get them to figure out how to push their own hot button. Yeah. Yeah. What is it that makes you think about that? Yeah. And also, like you said, the camaraderie, I don't want to let my teammates down. If I don't work hard, they're gonna they're gonna know what it goes as soon as they look at the films. But you absolutely, know, that kind of thing. absolutely, yeah. It seems like this team, you know, all these first years. Um, it seems like they're really, you know, it seems like they really get along really well, and yeah. it, everything's kind of coming together for them in terms of you know building that for a, for the long term, right? That must yeah. be pretty encouraging. How have you seen that kind of develop? Because uh, it's all about you know the record's important this year, but the future is important too. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think that chemistry piece um, has been really positive for us and we'll just continue to grow. But I think a place we've tried to push that this year is beyond being a group of women on a team that are like, we have great relationships and we really care about each yeah. other and getting to understand um, if you really care about each other and you really trust each other, that next level is um, kind of pushing each other's comfort zones and holding each other accountable. And that means you know, having, being able to have direct communication, like if someone's not doing what they need to do and they're not performing, which is really hard. It's a really hard thing to do. Right. Uh, peers. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for like, you know, women, I think of this age, like who are really, um, it's really important to them to have good relationships. So, but like you were just touching on earlier, like if you can get them to feel accountable to each other, um, honestly, it's way more powerful than just being accountable to a coach, right? When a peer tells you something or gives you a certain kind of feedback. Um, And this group has really started to embrace that. I think it's been a big point of emphasis for us. And there's been, um, I've just witnessed so many things that I feel very encouraged. That's such great evidence that our culture is building um, because they're able to say like, I have a great relationship with you. You are a close friend of mine, but you're also a teammate. And so I need to tell you when you need to be better or 
you know, whatnot. So I think that's a huge, that's a huge like building block in terms of building a culture more than just like, I like you. I think you're great. We're good friends. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, so let's take that to the next level. So I think they're really doing that and I'm very encouraged for how that's going to continue to develop. And that's also kind of where senior captain Erica Lemire comes in a little bit too, yes. right? Someone who could say, this is what we expect in this program. Yes. Um, she has been so instrumental in that and so important. And I've touched on this before talking about her, but she has really, it's been a cool thing for her and I to sort of be the only two in our program who've been there for four right. years and who she's kind of been through um, this growing process and has sort of seen it through. And so um, she's pretty passionate about just wanting to um, establish our culture as much as we can sort of before her time is up. Absolutely. So this week, big NESCAC weekend, right? I mean, you're on the road again, unfortunately, yeah. right? We're looking forward to some home conference yeah. games in February. Can't but, yeah. you know, Wesley and Connecticut, they both have three conference losses so far. This is yeah. right. This is key, right? I mean, what, what can you tell us about these two schools, Wesley and Connecticut College? Gosh, so key. Um, yeah, they're both really, really solid programs, have been really solid now for a time. Um, but, yeah, I think the biggest challenge for us will just be um, – I think we've, we're, we're getting better at competing on the road, but we certainly have established that like, we've had more success at home, which is, you know, so predictable for a young team. But yeah. I keep telling our team, let's not be predictable. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited just for this home stretch. I think we continue to grow every time we play and um, just getting better as the season progresses. Um, but this is it. This is the home stretch. This is when we got to play our best basketball and um, put those other things together in terms of, you know, our toughness and our focus and, um, so, yeah, this will be a very big weekend for us. It would be great to have some success on the road um, and then, you know, to then be able to cap it off with a home stretch would be really nice, yeah. We had John Furbush in here talking about, you know, back-to-back -back games. He said yeah. this year he's focusing entirely on the Friday game yeah. and then let the Saturday game kind of come as it may. What, what are your thoughts on back-to-back -back like that? Oh, I know, yeah. Him and I have talked about this a couple <laughs> times. Um, yeah, I'm very much about that too. At, at least with how I directly communicate with our team, we're very focused on just what's next. Yeah. Um, you know, throughout the week in practice, there's certainly things that I will, we will work on and we will specifically work on that might, you know, be more geared toward the second game, but I don't tell them that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I think I'm very much, I'm very much, um, I, I think it's important to just focus on the next thing ahead of you to never overlook anything and to not sort of bombard them with too much information um you got to get through that first challenge and then oftentimes the second day is just about toughness and and digging in and the, and the team that's able to that kind of wants it more yeah one player who had a good game against tough so ariana dahlia had 10 points yeah. she's a first year she's not she plays kind of she plays bigger than she is in terms of height i would imagine like in terms of we've seen a bunch of rebounds from her this year yeah. some double doubles um she looks like she has some decent range also as a yeah. shooter does she? I mean, because Ali Capola was your your star rebounder for many years, yeah. and we, we get points also. Is Dahlia similar to her in any way, or is it totally different players? You think? Totally different players. Okay, because yeah. because Capola wasn't that tall either, but she got a bunch of rebounds yeah. also. But I don't know if that's yeah a little different. Yeah, and Ali was just so much more. I mean, I think Ariane will continue to develop as an inside threat, but she has a lot more versatility. Mm. Um, you know, I think. I don't know. Maybe Allie ended up hitting like three threes in her career. Her senior year, she banged a couple. Yeah, of but yeah, didn't have Ari the same range. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ariana is just and Ariana is a is a really um she's actually a really good defender. Allie was a good defender in the, on the low post, but you know Ariana can defend one through five really. Like mm. she has really good quickness and athleticism and lateral quickness. Um, and she's also really strong, like just a good athlete. So she's I'd say just a little more versatile. 
um, than Ali. The biggest thing that we're working through right now, which I knew, um, you know, I knew this was going to be her biggest learning curve, is the kid can't stay out of foul trouble. Ah. So she picks up. It doesn't happen at Tufts. She got two fouls uh, in the first quarter. Yeah. And she actually didn't really play in the second. Uh. Um which, you know, Changes I, things. I really should have put her back in, honestly, Erin. But mm. anyway, um, so that's what, you know, she's got to figure out. How to, she's super physical and strong, like I mentioned. But yeah. she just has to continue to figure out, like, how you how you play like that, but also how you sort of stay in the ref's good graces. And, right. Um, she's sort of, I keep telling her, the scout on you is take a charge on that kid because she goes to the to the rim so hard and mm. um, she's just got to be able to adjust a little bit. But, um yeah, she's she brings a ton to our team. Just really versatile on both ends. Some other players you, you have coming off the bench right now, Mia Roy, yeah. um, coming off that injury, so she's back though. Yeah. And then um, Amari Williams also. What what are some next steps for those two? Because it seems like there's a ton of potential there too. Oh my gosh, so much yeah. potential. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, Amari is such a great athlete. I think um, she's got to she's got to continue to develop some versatility. She's really effective getting to the rim and around there. Really good rebounder, which is great because that's hard to sort of scout and stop if you're really focused as a rebounder but she's yeah. got to develop some range on her shot um for sure and i think mia um mia has a, like a pretty complete game i i want her to um just develop finishing around the rim and sort of taking good shots around the rim because she's super quick explosive skilled with the ball um but needs to sort of continue to understand um when to look for her offense and when to when to uh kick out so um both just like you know, great kids and also really, really talented players with, with a ton of potential. And yeah, because Mia seems to provide that scoring spark off the yes. bench that have a six person role almost. Yeah, because yeah. she, you know, early in the season, as you know, she was starting. Right. Um, she started like our first game um, until she got hurt. And so now just kind of with our lineup a little bit settled and her still, you know, she's now, I would say now after this past weekend, I really feel like, okay, she's back. Kind yeah. Of on that injury, she's worked her way back in. Um, but yeah, she plays with so much energy she plays so hard on both ends i mean she's like a water bug so that brings just a ton of you know good energy and enthusiasm and she can push our pace which is what we want to do we want to play fast um and she can do that so and she's yeah she can she can score the basketball so so very exciting obviously the young bates women's basketball team in home tonight it's free alumni gym Seven o'clock against Colby Sawyer. You want to get out, get in outside the cold and watch yes. some basketball. Yeah. Uh, uh, Colby Sawyer. What, what can you tell us about them? Non-conference uh, opponent. Yeah, they're really, they're really talented. In particular, they have two um, kids that lead them who are really, really talented. They have a point guard who's six feet tall, who's skilled. She's point guard is six feet tall. You heard me. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she's a tough, you don't matchup. see that very often. Not at this level. No, no. she's a tough matchup and she's really yeah. skilled. She scores or assists on like 60% of their offense. So mm, she, wow. she averages eight assists a game, which is crazy. Um, so she will be, um, you know, a big focus for us. They kind of like, you know, most of their um, scoring comes from their starting five. I would say that's sort of one thing I'm hoping that we can have an advantage on is that we have some more depth and hopefully can really run on them. But um, their two key kids in particular are good. Yeah. Um, and they actually have a main kid on their on their roster, one of their top two kids, um, Sugars from Oxford Hills. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. V Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Victoria's sister. Oh, Victoria's Victoria sister. Sugars is a currently is player. Tiana, uh, Tiana, Tiana Sugars. Sugars. Yeah, that sounds yeah, right. Tiana. Yeah. So, Led them um, the state title game, I think. Yeah, yeah. so she's like a good yep. post presence for them, tough. So the two of them 
um, are really the heart of their team and um, facilitate everything for them. Okay. So I think you know we got to be focused on those two. And but it'll be um, it'll be a really competitive matchup. So. Absolutely, and then uh, if all goes well, we'll see Meredith Melindy again, right? Yes, let's go. Let's go, spotting up. That'd be good. That'd be good news. I love that. (laughs) Well, there you have it. Allison Montgomery, thank you so much for stopping by the studio here this morning. On the other side of the break, we'll have Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda. But again, Bobcats home tonight. Colby Sawyer, 7 o'clock. This is the Beelis Daily on the new 105.5 Sports. Back in a moment.